0: Welcome, everyone, to the Crit Rate Podcast for July 6th, 2022. It's episode number two, and I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, joined by Justin Chow. Hello. I'm also joined by Alex Schock. What's up? What's happening, everybody? know Liz this week? She is under the weather? What's up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. She's under the weather. She's been under the weather for a little while. Liz will be back with us soon enough, but uh, for today... Boys Club. Boys Club. <laughs> <laughs> Girls Night Out boy style. That's right. So this week is very exciting because we're going to break down some of the data that we got from too many games. Mm-hmm. We've got some interesting insights that we're going to go through and you know pick apart some of the trends that we're seeing right out of the gate. I know some of our uh, our new users have been asking, so we're here to tell. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the games that we're playing, and then we have a myriad of news regarding some Nintendo rumors, some release dates announced and pushed as well as some goings-ons going-ons? Yeah, goings-ons. Yeah, they both work. Uh, Around the Xbox and PlayStation ecosystems. Uh, But to start us off, I'm going to do my best not to say uh, very much more. (laughs) (laughs) But to start us
1: off, we're going to start picking apart some of this data you know we talked about doing this um before too many games and it might be worth doing a rehash for the people that are new that's right and did not listen to episode one do you want to give sort of a quick elevator pitch of what we're doing here for and-
0: sure yeah so this is this is the crit rate podcast this is the official podcast of the website crit rate.com uh we just launched the alpha version of our new website two weeks ago uh at the too many games expo a retro gaming conference in philadelphia we had a very positive reception, which we were really excited about, and a whole bunch of new users. Uh, everyone who's coming onto the Rate site takes a survey, so you can get placed into your gamer house. This is a representation of your personality, and then it gives everyone within those houses the opportunity to rate games, to see what sort of trends emerge amongst like-minded individuals when rating games. Yeah, nice. So, how
1: was that? Was that a good pitch? That was, Love that was amazing. Awesome. I, every time I say it... Clean, Every time I say it, I say it a little bit differently, and I'm like, oh, I like the way I said it that time. It's like, it's sort of an evolving thing, but yeah, I think I nailed it. I remember seven years ago when we were trying to explain it to people, It was like,
2: no, it's like a a reviewing website that'll like, that'll like get you video game reviews that are personalized to your personality. Yeah. What? I know. (laughs) Too close to it. It's sort um, of a... Sort of a difficult concept, but, but yeah, getting it's getting hang of it. I mean, yeah. when we were at uh, when we were at too many games, it did seem like people understood that you're getting put into one of the five gamer houses, not unlike a Harry
1: Potter house, and then everybody there will be telling you whether or not you should buy or not buy this game it, yes it's sort of like uh Rotten tomatoes if you only follow the reviewers that were like you that like mattered. Right, that matter to but you. It, but speaking of, I mean, we're going to jump into
2: this data in a second. Just talking about some of the games that all the houses are talking about and what they like. And uh, I got to say, it's it is pretty fascinating to look through this. I mean, yeah. some of it is like, some of it is like both not surprising and others is just like, well, I'm. Su- yeah, some of it is surprising. Yeah,
0: and, absolutely. So to to first establish the landscape. Yeah. Uh, and we will get into, uh, like I said before, the games that we're playing as well as uh news but first let's go through the data just to give everybody an idea of of what we're looking at when we ran this first alpha version of the website essentially the intention was to onboard people into the website have them take the survey uh get sorted into their gamer houses of which there are five vantagist uh curionaut ascendiary galabander and Mm Bravadier, and then they were um they were asked to rate 30 games. Now, these games were a selection of stuff that's come over uh, that has come out of the last couple of years. These are pretty prominent games in different genres. We wanted to offer a pretty wide array so people that might be into one type of game have some sort of repre- uh, representation within the collection that we chose. So these will not be all of the games long term, but this is just sort of the test bed to get an idea of where some of these lie. Yeah. You know, some of these games were. Certified bangers, you know, universally certified loved bangers. games. Some of these were uh, a little bit more niche, you know? So we wanted to kind of see where these trends would emerge. And I,
1: I know some of the people that came up to our booth, they were asking about specific games or indie games, and... They will be there eventually. Yes, like we, you'll see a lot more. So that, just hold on tight. Yes. I would like
2: to integrate the phrase "certified bangers" <laughs> into the website <laughs> in some way. Absolutely, CRCBs, create certified bangers. There's like a the list
1: at the end of the year.
0: We currently call those critical hits. Those know, are games that for 100% that uh, recommendation. But that's uh, a that's a podcast exclusive. Yeah. Maybe so. we
1: have a higher category. If it hits like 110, it's like that's a certified banger. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. zero people said said leave it. Yeah. It's
1: Wait, all of it it's certified walk away from your friends and play this game that's <laughs> that would, what a certified banger
2: leave is leave your families at christmas time or <laughs> holidays time and play these games that would be a really necessary. funny easter egg if literally
0: every single person that rated the game gave it a love it like if that happens that's a certified
2: banger how hilarious would it you, be if people start gaming the system just to see the certified banger hey, thing show up in their we, house I, we welcome i uh, picture people's them creativity
1: <laughs> i picture them like you when you found out i'm pointing at justin Skurbo, uh when you found out that playstation 5s were available and you, oh yeah, you literally left the dinner table with your wife. That's right, and your father-in-law. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. And um, her father. You didn't can't say anything, and yeah. ran out, and ran out the door. They understand me, though. You know, like, we're,
2: we're, this is this is why the this is the woman I married. You know, we we are we are you know it's like in aligned the Sims, in that way. When you tell the character to do one thing and he just stands up and just leaves, that's exactly what happened. That's right. But uh, so I, um, I will say one last thing, which is just even though we give out these uh, summaries based off of these five houses, right? Uh, the summaries are very over, I would say overgeneralization, but they are a generalization that doesn't necessarily speak to exactly what each of these houses like like uh, embody, right? All the houses are based off of seven different criteria And though we say something along the lines of like Vantages being much more of like the strategy-focused characters, doesn't necessarily mean that everybody is tending towards extreme heightened strategy. It's just more talking like in generalizations of what those houses like, are.
1: What, what you're just drawn to. Yeah. what, yeah. what? what it just tickles your fancy a little more than these others you yeah. know that's where we're placing you yeah yeah
0: and we will dive deeper into the uh the seven traits as well because they are it, it's kind of like polarities right it's like do you prefer more single-player multiplayer games do you fall in the middle you know what i mean these are the types yeah. of uh the types and of
1: characteristics and i know we want to traits. dive into it it's like we have so much data that we're personally really excited about um there's a lot of fun stuff going on here and we really want to share it all with you so like the traits are one thing, like all this backend data and what, and that's what we're going to be doing a little bit on each episode. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but this is how we're, we're going to start it out. And I mean, let us know if you want to hear more or less different stuff. Like that's what we're going to be aiming for. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly.
0: And we, yeah, we want to make this entertaining and there's plenty to go into, but we don't want to make it feel like, you know, we're at school <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, okay. So we'll start getting into it. Uh, so just generally speaking, um, one of the questions were, you know, did were there more popular houses you know amongst the group and just to give you sort of a a broad range we had a good representation amongst all the houses uh however curionaut seems to be uh taking the you know
1: most popular flag right now it's it has the the greatest representation at the moment these are our explorers i know i don't want to do a like a total rundown on each of these yeah but like these are our explorers or tinkerers the people that Are roaming the countryside.
2: And I will say that these are the people, at least 95% of them. Uh, not just the not, Just overall, all the all the users on the website are from too many games. So they, yes, that's true. Ninety-five so. percent of them would all have come to a Philadelphia Expo convention for retro and semi-new games. That's right. So it's it's an interesting sample that we're taking from. So these are all general,
0: and these these sliders are going to change over time. And you know, we'll go into that as
2: yeah as the changes emerge as we get more data.
0: Yeah, so the the order of popularity so far is just uh, Curionot, then Galabander, uh, then we pretty much have a tie for third between Bravadier and Vantagist, and then the Ascendiaries. I'm an Ascendiary, so Team Ascendiary. Team Ascendiary. Let's do it. Uh, okay, and then we're going to go into the games, and we're going to learn a little bit about where the trends started to fall as far as how games are being rated, mm. and last primer before this what we're hoping to do on an ongoing basis if you're part of the website you get an email following this podcast every single uh week so you will see an email um maybe every other week maybe every other week yeah you will see an email come through from the website that it will uh let you know when new games are going to be available on the uh on the site for you to uh rate and we're going to make that very easy and exciting for people and then we will Discuss the results as the games continue to roll out uh, on this podcast. Yeah,
2: we'll have more games added to the website as we go through, but there's only four of us kind of like combing through the data every week trying to figure out and like pull out the key uh, insights and interesting, you know, data points that we can find. obviously from this one, especially from the first 30 games that we added to it, there's a lot of really interesting things to, to talk about. Um, But the next few are going to be uh, be coming out, and we should be sending out another email next week with a, hopefully, if we can get it out in time, a quick rating system so you could just quickly click a link and then tell us what you think about these specific games and then hear us report about it the following week. Absolutely. So that all starts with your participation by joining us at crit-rate.com and make a profile.
0: And see what it's all about. Be part of the conversation with saying, us.
1: I, I was telling everyone crit dash rate.
2: Me too. I was also like hyphen has two syllables. Also, what makes a dash a hyphen <laughs> and what makes a hyphen different than an m dash? And what's the... <laughs> yeah, there's dashes and
0: slashes and yeah. backslashes mm. and m dashes. I know. It's all, it's all a lot. That's why I just say hyphen because it's like as literal as you could possibly take yeah, Do you take think it? people
2: would write down crit and then D-A-S-H and then rate.com? Crit dash rate. If you say like that, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'd imagine probably so. not. Do we make it personal, like uh, confusing on purpose? Maybe, maybe. Okay, right. so
0: let's get into these games. So the first game that we're gonna essentially we're gonna look at the top rated game for each house, uh, and we'll basically continue through there to kind of see how trends emerge, mm. and you know, and we'll discuss. So the top rated game for uh for m- most of the houses was mario kart uh mario kart 8 deluxe this is a switch game uh universally loved literally holds the number one spot for all of the houses
2: shy of the Bravadeers, which is surprising because it is like a weirdly competitive multiplayer experience and then Bravadiers, they tend to be a little bit more on the you know fixated in on
1: practicing and making sure that they're good at specific games having fun when they're winning and let's just do the last couple here too um Gallabanders like to play with friends, more social gamers. Uh, Ascendiaries, like Scirpo here are achievement hunters. They mm-hmm. like completion. They like it's more. We're getting pers- all the gold trophies. we yeah, every you, star on every campaign. I have GP. the gold cart and the gold yeah. tires it, and personal achievements uh, in games. Vantages are more tactical. Think before you leap. Uh, we mentioned Kirinosa, the explorers, and like Justin Chow just mentioned, the bravadiers on more on the competitive winning spectrum just for the people that didn't know yeah i know it's not on our website yet but that's that's also coming sort of these breakdowns yeah so that's what we're going to be going into the differences between each of these houses so yeah. sorry go yeah. ahead so i think just looking at the uh the first game i i think what we're
0: seeing here is more of a just a, a universally yeah uh, applauded game i mean mario kart it's it's been the most popular game on switch basically since it's come out yeah it's, 4 years I'm, ago i'm almost positive everyone who owns a switch Six years ago? like has this game, mm-hmm. so it, I'm not super surprised by that because there's also something like
2: very inoffensive about it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think someone's gonna play it and be like, not for me. You because, know what I mean? Because, and not to mention, like even from the the difficulty levels, like you can play it with assists for children or kids, right? And you can play it without the assists. You can be hyper competitive online, and you can actually see some of these. Some of these players are really freaking good and you really have to get good at each of the tracks and then some you it's a great like sit down game with your friends eight people uh like what uh, four people to
1: uh to a switch in on a couch you know and you and look you've also got the nostalgia factor like this is a game we all played growing up yep not to mention we were at a retro games convention.
0: Yeah. yeah right. Which which in all fairness, most retro gamers, and maybe this is a weird broad stroke, but this is from just my personal like I, I'm a big part of the retro community. I collect old games, the whole thing. I would say the majority of people that are involved in the retro scene have a strong affection for Nintendo properties. Yeah it's just it's just I, sort of a general thing. So look
1: good I all there, we're gonna there's a lot of different data here, but good games are gonna be good. Yeah. and yeah. sometimes those are going to be good enough to float you to the top so yeah that was an interesting development as we as the day unfolded and then as we see the final results here and as for one thing that just so you guys know at home listening
2: what we're actually looking at right now is a top 8 list and we also have the top uh, the worst 3 games but the top 8 list of each of the houses um and all of them ranging from you know, uh, essentially a 100, basically Mario Kart, all the way down to potentially like 75%. But we'll go through each of them and kind of like extrapolate some of those uh, insights. And then we also have the worst games of each of the houses, which are also most, very fascinating. most disliked. Mis- yes. but right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, not maybe the the ones that are probably least likely for you to enjoy or be a critical hit for you. We'll talk about that later.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, like we said, Bravadier's number one is Doom also unsurprising
2: a universally loved game you know yeah i will say doom though some of the something really interesting in all of the top eights doom is somewhere in the top eight for every house and it does speckle out from a few so vagus doom is number two curionauts doom is number eight ascendiaries doom is number three Doom is number five, which is interesting because it's a single-player game, but maybe it's just a good game and people enjoy it. And then Bravadier at number one at 98%.
1: Doom does have a multiplayer too. It does? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's not very good, but it's, it it's not like very weak. good. Like
0: kind of situation? Uh, It's... it's To I me, it yeah. feels very like 20, 2010 era like tacked on multiplayer type thing. Um, like you're not buying the game for the multiplayer. You know what I mean?
1: It sort of has like a unreal tournament yeah right thing going on for sure um it i mean it's serviceable like if you like doom and you want to jump into the multiplayer and like mess around it's going to be fun but it's not going to be pushing any limits yeah yeah
0: so something that i'm finding interesting i'm trying to see where the big differences are another game that you find in most of the Um, most of the top eights here is Cuphead. Yeah. Uh, Cuphead comes in at number two for the Ascendiaries, which, at least from my point of view, I loved Cuphead, Mm -hmm. you know. Again, very unique game, highly marketed game, very unique style. Uh, But the only house that we don't see Cuphead in the top eight is uh, Curionauts. Yeah. Which is... It it kind of makes sense to me because that is a very straightforward, linear, level-based game with a high difficulty curve. You know what I mean? Whereas... Some of the some of the trait categories of uh, Curionots is they tend to lean towards easier games, something that with a slower pace that has you know more opportunity for exploration. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cuphead's Cuphead's a pretty rigid game, you know what I mean? It's like you're you're playing it the way that you have to play it,
1: yeah. And there's not really much opportunity for creativity, so to speak. It is kind of a I don't know where it falls. I know it's somewhere on the list, obviously, but um, it does feel like a game tailor made not for a Curie-Not. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, no.
0: definitely. Yeah. It, it's just one of the interesting anomalies because like, you know, it, it sits at number three for vantages. It sits at number two for incendiary number three for Gallabander, number three for Bravadier. Yeah. And I, I feel like you can make a good case for it existing within all of those communities. Um, but again, interesting to not have it, and we not have it like anywhere in the top eight.
1: I know, and we are just looking at the top of the top. So yeah. this is not to say you're not going to like it if you're a knot, but it, it's interesting. It could. I mean, we could probably look this up later. But for
2: the knots it would be somewhere below eighty-eight percent. Whereas yeah. it, for every other house, it's ninety-six. Uh, what is it? 94. Uh, yeah, 94, 93, and ninety-two for the other houses.
1: Yeah, it's Crazy. just interesting because, oh, like, 96. generally
2: speaking, like there were thirty games.
0: And there are eight games that they would prioritize over that. Yeah, right. You know?
1: You know what? Like, on a personal note, as we were going through too many games and delivering these houses to people in this survey, um, and then looking at the games afterwards, the thought from our perspective, like, I was there with Liz, and I know you guys were thinking the same thing, like, is this shit going to work? Yeah. Um, Like, are we... Is this platform that we built and tested, like, is this actually going to work? And it's been really fun to look at this and there's sort of like a sigh of relief, like not seeing Cuphead at the top of Kirinot is one thing. Mm -hmm. But another one to call out for me, which is one of those um, sighs of relief for like this makes sense, Mm. is what we were just talking about uh, off the podcast before we started recording uh, Animal Crossing. Yeah, Mm. because Animal Crossing only comes up in the top eight for the Curionauts and the Galabanders.
2: And surprising, because that was like a universally loved COVID game by everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I was
1: going to say, an
0: incredibly high-selling game. But so from from my perspective, personally, like, I really try to give every game a chance. um, But ultimately, Animal Crossing sort of, like, served its purpose. Sorry if you heard a little jingle there. Um, Animal Crossing served its purpose for me, and then I kind of moved on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's really not... There's only so much you can achieve in a game like that. It really sort of leans on that creativity and, you know, your ability to turn the world into something that you want. Yeah. And, I and, and again, I'm talking anecdotally, but from, like, my perspective, the Ascendiary perspective, it's like there's just not something for me to, to achieve there. It feels, like, kind of aimless, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that... that did not rank super well for in that category if I were to draw any sort of comparison there because, like, I, I need to check boxes, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I need to get achievements. <laughs> I need to complete
2: things. And in Animal Crossing, you're just kind of doing whatever, you know? Yeah. So, looking again, at anecdotal, se- but... Looking at Ascendiaries right now, your eighth game is Red Dead 2 at 75%, which means that Animal Crossing is somewhere below 75% for the Ascendiaries. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like... I am kind of feel the same way too. Like I'm a I'm a vantagist. and that uh, that does fit well for me. And I let's see, Animal Crossing is up there, so it's like it's it's at a ninety, so that it falls below the top eight, but it's still pretty high. But it's one of those games that I really enjoyed, and I like. I played it for two weeks with all of you guys when it came out. Yeah, and I think I really just like progress in games, like mm-hmm. really pushing that next lever and like getting that next thing Mm -hmm. and it's kind of the same thing like you ran out of check boxes i kind of ran out of progress yeah it becomes a self-fulfillment like almost a zen experience after you you know you hit that stride you get your house you know you you kind of get your island set up in a way that is acceptable Yeah. yeah and then it's polishing from there and doing like things and neat tidying you have
2: ideas and you have
1: self-made projects that's kind of where i
0: fell off yeah Yeah. i mean i i i'm also not surprised that it's still in you know in the 90s for vantages too because like even though it might not have those progress elements because uh vantages tend to be more mechanically driven you know there is a way to min-max yeah there's an efficiency focus for sure well that's exactly (laughs) what i'm thinking right like there's you only have a day how do you most efficiently spend yeah. your day how do you extract the most out of these resources and like you know make t- like turn your minutes into the most valuable minutes you can so, turn them into and to me it's like that, that I feel like there's probably a population
2: amongst the advantages that really like that you know so I remember it's funny because like I'm a Gallabander first and foremost but my secondary house uh is advantages and that's secondary houses will be coming to the website once we figure out how best to to show that off. You can find them now if you go to your uh Some, your user dashboard page and yeah. there's a uh it's not a spider graph, graph. A spider Spider-graph. graph. Spider-graph. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I call them the spiral graph. I mean it kind of looks like spirals, but yeah, it's like uh, a spider graph.
0: Yeah, it's a spider graph that will show sort of what um House what how close your affiliation is to certain houses yeah. and there's definitely a hierarchy there. Yeah, so, so
2: like I'm my I'm a 43 points i'm not sure if they're percentages per se i gotta go back and look at that i don't think they are but i'm like 43 uh points in the affinity category for galabander and 40 points towards vantagist and i will say when playing animal crossing and it's funny that um you know Vantagist has it so high at 90 but it's funny because like i did create outdoor work areas solely because of like how much i would have to run to get specific resources so it becomes i make outposts at specific parts of the island just for specific projects so that i have all that stuff ready for that so there is definitely a mid-maxing uh point to that yeah but it is interesting that right now uh curionaut and Galabander have it at the highest at 95 and 92 percent yeah there's a couple other anomalies here that i want to
0: point out before we go to the uh lowest (laughs) Yeah, yeah the least recommended games from each house uh one of those anomalies that i think Again, and uh, you know, I want to substantiate it through conversation. <laughs> okay, but I, I don't want to say like, "Look, we're right." But it's like, a, you know, let's let's sure uh, expound upon it a little bit. But the Curie knots are the only ones that have Horizon Forbidden West ranking amongst, amongst its top eight. Oh yeah, and that kind of makes sense to me because that is a full open world that you can explore, you can craft, you know, you can do the main quest or you can not do the main quest and it, you just get to enjoy that world. And to me that, that is, that absolutely satisfies that type of motivation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you guys agree?
2: I mean, I'd, or, or am I just like assigning meaning to something I'm seeing here? No, I definitely, I definitely agree. Uh, Alex, do you have carry open on your phone right now?
1: No, I don't. Oh, I, wait, you I do. Have,
2: yeah. Because I would like to also know what Red Dead 2 would be like, because I thought that would be... I mean, I got lost in that game because of, I would say, probably, like, a Curie-Not kind of feel. Like, I did very much enjoy just wandering around aimlessly with a horse and, like, there, my gun.
1: You know what I did hear from people, though? That there's sort of a technical level that you need to have with that game to enjoy mm, it. Yeah. Like, it is a nice free-roaming game, but it's not like, a, it's not like an MMO or an Animal Crossing, you right. know?
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: There might be a little bit of a barrier to entry there if you're just in it for the exploration.
2: Yeah, I will say for the for the Galabander's surprising not seeing uh, a Final Fantasy XIV up there. Red Dead ranks at eighty seven percent. All right, so that's still, still, still really high. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. What is uh the uh, wait? I have Galabander up. Let me throw up Galabander really quickly because I'm I'm wondering what Galabander has for um, what you call uh, Final Fantasy XIV? Because I know a lot of my friends love Final Fantasy XIV, and it is a um, is it a gallimander want, one Yeah, you're looking at? Hmm. For MMOs specifically. Um, and it looks like...
0: MMOs are a little challenging too because I feel like there's a, a much higher barrier of entry yeah. to an MMO. So it might dissuade certain players. I mean, 78% is not bad. It's an 80% for knots uh, as well. Hmm. Which I, it,
2: which honestly is like... 78% and 80%? That does make sense. It does. I
1: don't know. We've talked about... <laughs> guys um, it's working in a way
2: we can infer
1: some accuracy here uh we were talking about this on a before in the before times before, the before this times. podcast but mm-hmm. um and are kind of in my opinion it's like a dying art you know yeah and uh it used to be the genre like that there was a, was there was the a, dime genre. a dozen mm-hmm. you know yep and you know Jeez. we've had these sort of fad genres like music uh, like guitar heroes and stuff, and mm-hmm. DDR. Who says it's a fad? And we, no, had, I love music. Games. MOBAs had their time in the in the in the sun. Um, so I just don't like. I don't know how that lands with all of this, right? Like there's still an audience for it and there's still some winners out there, mm-hmm. but well, I think that's what it is. I, I, especially in the case of
0: MMOs and now we're just talking about games industry in a more Broadway. Yeah. But it's like, those are highly unsustainable platforms. You know what I mean? It requires an insane amount of work and maintenance to run one of those things. Mm-hmm. And if the, if the players are gravitating towards one, which I mean, it's obvious that final fantasy 14 is the winner at this point. Like, the other ones are just going to die because if they don't have the player base to sustain them mm-hmm. uh, both monetarily and like from like yeah, a game content wise, it's, it's impossible I, to maintain a game like that. So it would, it would make sense to me that they would ultimately dwindle down to one because it's, again, it's such a phenomenal expense for these companies to hold it up. So even just to like start it yeah. one year of an MMO being active, like, I mean, how many salaried people do you think know, are behind yeah. a game like that to make that, it continue to why work?
2: I, you know, I feel like the only—I mean, so I was between two MMOs at one point, and I would say like the two that I had, Guild Wars Two and Final Fantasy XIV. Um, it's interesting the different business model, how the du- different business models satiate rather how the different business models come out with different content, right? Yeah. So Guild Wars two model is a single pay, right? You buy the DLCs. Sure. But most of the time you're spending money on gems, which is their premium currency so that you can use that on the cash up. And the cash up items are mostly, you know, uh, what is it? Uh better, um, quality of life items and, uh, like avatar skins and stuff, you know? And like, cool weapon skins and stuff like that. Um, but in Final Fantasy fourteen, I feel like you have everybody on salary. Everybody's paying monthly, which means that Square Enix knows exactly how much money they're going to be making off of this game the next month, and they can essentially better plan to use that those funds for better content coming down the pipeline or and, new things to add I, to the game. And that's probably why, rather than the cosmetic
0: route, or maybe not rather than, but in addition to the cosmetic route, you know, they put so much focus on like storied expansions yeah. and one of the biggest things that that game's lauded for right now is that it's it, it has really this good. standout story right. that you know really has helped push th- Ooh, that was probably a really bad close and i hit the mic um but that's probably what helped move the mmo genre forward and, and create yeah. so much of a sort of I, beloved feeling around that game
1: i am wildly curious how many players and they stopped announcing it like, wh- how many players are on World of Warcraft still? Like, I bet it's still sizable, it's split, but I don't I, know what it is. There's also, like,
2: private servers now of Minecraft. Uh, not Minecraft, of uh WoW. That- I'm pretty sure that other
0: one beat out WoW. I think it was, like, it was WoW and Final Fantasy XIV that were the tops. And I think now it's uh Final Fantasy XIV and that game New World. You know that game? Mm-mm. No. It's, a, it's like, a free-to-play uh MMO. But I think it's very, very
2: popular. Mm, okay.
1: I feel like I don't have to look it up i don't give wow enough credit either like we no one talks about wow anymore yeah because like the, per, the perfected of WoW, WoW course. They, they're not but making more still, expansions, but it's still so po- it's just it's just sort of mind-boggling how popular it still is after all these years yeah it's, it's what funny. other mmo like, do you know has a south park episode i was gonna
0: say maybe maybe it's like a weird generational thing but it's like the only association that i have with wow <laughs> are like the friends that I know that it ruined their lives. Oh. Is that weird? Like, I mean, it has a very weird cultural association at this point. It well, because I think it was a lot of people's first brush with that. Yeah. I think yeah. now more people are more nostalgic for uh, like EverQuest and mm-hmm. uh, and RuneScape because they were like, it was a more
2: innocent time of MMOs, whereas yeah. like World yeah. of Warcraft was the most like, we're ringing you dry. Dude, you I know. remember in Ragnarok Online, which is my first ever MMO, and I play it, To this day, occasionally I'll just go back to it just because of the nostalgia sake. But like people would make up their own like mechanics in the game to fix problems in the game that weren't there was like bad user experience to the point where they built their own ways of going around that. Mm. Um, I won't name any specific devoted fan base, right? Exactly. Yeah. So let's can I bring in one other topic real quick? So let's take a beloved game that sold for what is it like? 14, 16 years now, Minecraft, and let's see where it fits, right? Between all of the houses. Yeah. Um, Vantage is an incendiary, it's not at the top at all. Surprising. It's Yeah, uh, not in the top eight. Yeah. So I would like to know what Ascendiary, where it's at a and for vantages, but it does make sense for Curionaut and Gallabander. And Curionaut, it's at 89% uh Galabander, it's at ninety-five percent. A lot of people like Minecraft, but I know a lot of people also love the servers and the mods for Minecraft right now. I know a lot of people play that. Legendary Minecraft is seventy-two percent. Seventy-two percent—that's pretty low.
1: Eighty-one for vantages.
2: Eighty-one—that's not bad, but still down there. And then Bravadier, surprisingly, it's at eighty-seven percent at their top five. Yeah, which I, I do think makes sense because I'm. I don't know much
0: about the Minecraft world, but I know, like you're saying, a lot of these... Uh, I don't even know what you call it. I was going to call it use map settings, but that's a StarCraft <laughs> thing. Yeah.
2: Um, like, like the Minecraft... Uh, not the Minecraft, like the... Surf, like uh, user-created games, created games, games yeah. right?
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of them do tend to lean competitive, user, like the uh, Hunger Games style stuff. User-generated like, content. There you go. So, like, um, Yeah, so th- yeah. those types of things I think do
2: have a serious footprint in that game and maybe that's where this is coming from but here here's how interesting it is right so you think galabanders and Bravadeers, right what would they be getting out of minecraft i think it's a multiplayer most likely right what what it ranked in Bravadeer? Uh, Bravadeer uh it ranked at it's top five at 87 percent yeah right? but that could also be the the user map settings as he was talking about right he's talking about like the the hunger games that took the like youtube by storm right mm-hmm. um uh and then uh yeah. But like Minecraft, I would say like for Galabander and Bravadier, Minecraft for the multiplayer, knots makes sense as well because it's infinitely, you know, explorable world. So that seems interesting. But the advantages of Ascendiaries, I'm assuming like Ascendiaries, you play the game, you beat the dragon, you're done with the game. Uh, yeah, there's I mean, nothing that, else that you want to do. You're build, you're, that you're was literally in, my experience of it. Yeah, <laughs> right? I want, you're building I, mud huts and that's it. Yeah, I've never played creative mode in my life. I've, <laughs> I only wanted to beat the Ender Dragon. Like that's why I was playing that game. Yeah, and as an, uh, as as a vantagist, Alex, like, is
1: there any? I mean, that was still rated semi high in the 80s. Yeah, right? I mean, it's the same way. It's a good game. Like, yeah. it's still a 73, but that's not like yeah, you no, played that game oh, and yeah. it was fun. I, yeah. w- I would recommend that game to people. Yeah. To I mean. I <laughs> mean, but, it, like, if
0: if you handed me, you know, yeah, 20 games off the shelf, it wouldn't be the first one
1: I would go to, but I, I still have fond memories of yeah. it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I did, too. I mean, it was a revolutionary game for me. Um, we all... It, it led the charge on sort of survival-based games. It was a, a lot of people's first kind of foray into that yeah. genre. Mm, that sandbox and it game. Did it, and, I mean, it did it so well, and the graphics, like... It, it it's a cultural impact yeah, type it's of a, game i've been
0: using yeah. the word seminal a lot it is a seminal release like yep. that is that game cr- ultimately created the craft genre you know what i mean mm. like every, there's like a million different scenarios that you could put in front of it but like that game mastered it you know and yeah. it was it was kind of the first one to do it like you look at games like subnautica or ark or rust or what like all of these games what was the one that we played the viking one Valheim um, Valheim all of these games Valheim ultimately
2: came from the the roots that and yeah, that Minecraft planted and you know yeah. what's funny when we were playing Valheim together you were the one that was like we need Justin you were like we need to explore these areas because we need these items and we need to fight these bosses and then I was like I just want to be at the home base building the house <laughs> yeah. you do whatever the fuck you want
1: just bring me the items so yeah. that I can build a house Anyway, I love that. I yeah. say
2: created a good little
1: delta that we had going. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had all these random chests with all these random items. Like, just leave it to Chow. He'll figure it out. <laughs> he'll, <laughs> he'll get it out. So, at home, so he'll, he'll get so annoyed. because Skirb and I were playing, and then Chow jumped in. Yeah, we're like well, just leave it this organized. It'll bother Chow so much that it, he'll fix it. It's like terrible.
0: Yeah. So one other trend before we move on to the least ranked games. And it's actually not a trend, but it's just an observation. So, one of the other anomalies that's within the top eight is uh, Tales of Arise being number six for the Vantagists and nowhere on any <laughs> of those things. But now, that's interesting because, in my mind, like, and this could just be a personal taste thing, but like, I really love JRPGs yeah. and I feel like they do satisfy a lot of the things that I like in games. Um, but it does also make sense that vantagists would rank it i mean 95 percent is that's really high that's like really high. that's really high and i feel like it makes sense because like in mmos like that when you're battling jrpgs there, it's, or jrpgs there's like a heavy sense of like how Math. do i how do i tactically mechanically you know get through these battles you know and i don't know I th- i think there is an association there it's it was a, a fairly low on. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure it was in the 60s for Ascendiary, which is shocking.
1: I'll say, as a vantagist and a person who played Tales of Arise, um, I guess I'm surprised it's this high. Like, it's a very good game. Um, but for the masses, you know, I, mm-hmm. it, it is surprising. Yeah. Although it makes, like, that's like my personal perspective, but from the crit rate perspective it makes a lot of sense that it would fit well into this category yeah because it's it is that kind of game it is like tactical strategy like think ahead maximize your moves type of game for
2: sure uh and for the van for the gallivanders it is at
1: 72 percent,
2: and i really love jrpgs i didn't get very far in this one before tapping out i want to go back to it but Damn, I don't know. The NPCs just seem so boring to me. And I just I just felt like the worlds were just not okay, I love those NPCs
0: because after I talked to them, they had a little checkbox. And I was like, <laughs> good,
1: I don't have to talk to you ever again. <laughs> the checkboxes helped, but it was a pretty boring I was skipping through that all that dialogue. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So okay. Anyway. So let's look at the the least ranked games and then we'll get into what we're playing yeah yeah so we only pulled the bottom three i find it hilarious that the worst ranked game for all houses
2: was madden 2021 (laughs) it could be also Um, a product of i mean there were some people who did rate love it in some of the houses um we were at a retro gaming convention (laughs) we were at a retro video gaming convention and uh that i i have to uh, i have to admit i have to suspect that the demographic was just not a madden demographic you know (laughs) yeah pretty I'm yeah i'm sure if we went to a monster red bull you know event of some sort we'd find a couple of people who like madden I, yeah I'm actually sure. we should probably go to those events and see if people will play this game i, <laughs> I this would test. i would like to i would like to get that data um
1: i like if we were at a competitive gaming tournament or something like this would be completely different uh, yeah for madden
0: for sure um okay. one of the other things that i think or that I want to mention in regards to the Ascendiaries, because I think this is a good example of how traits fall into this, is uh, that Age of Empires ranked pretty low for Ascendiaries. Now, this also seems like... So, if I'm trying to ex- extrapolate some meaning here, it's like, I think the reason why it's it was dinged so much is one of the higher trait categories of incendiaries are fast-paced games Mm -hmm. they tend to move towards fast-paced games with practical solutions like they're not really high in creativity or um which call it experimentation Mm -hmm. so it's the type of thing where i feel like a game like age of empires while i'm sure there are beginnings ends and things to achieve through a game like that it's just the actual style of game like the delivery method that doesn't necessarily match up with the general trait categories of an incendiary. So that does make a lot of sense to me that it would be on the uh, lower than appreciated side of uh, of the yeah, spectrum.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I characterize you as an incendiary in my head, mm-hmm. Scribble's a trailblazer, you know, but you're not blazing many trails on Age of Empires. Like, no, it's a, it is a different type of game, uh, probably more suited for like a vanagist. And that's it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I will say the Gallabanders do have a strategic streak in them. Uh, they are like I'm looking at the exemplars right now, and by exemplars, for all of those listening, I'm looking at where our previous data has led us to believe what each of these houses are in each of the seven traits, like where their polarities are. Yeah. Um, the exemplars. Yeah. Of those exactly. houses. Right. The strategic side, the Gallabanders are more strategic, and they do, but they do like surprisingly more fast-paced games. Um, faster-paced game, So our Age of Empires sits at a cool 55%, just barely making the cut uh, over half. So like that would mean five and a half people in the room <laughs> out of ten would say, you should try this game. Interesting. I just yeah. think of...
1: This is totally random and off-base, but when you say exemplars, I was just thinking of that's not the unit in StarCraft. Those are Templars, right? Those are Templars. Those are <sighs> Templars, yeah. Okay. I do think
2: about that every <laughs> single time Charles, our developer, mentions them. He's the one that taught me, like, who he started saying it. And I was like, okay, I guess that's the word we're using now.
1: <laughs> I learned so many, like, I called it a zealot. A zealot. A zealot, yeah. I called yeah. them zealots, too. I didn't know
0: that was a word. I it's didn't know that was a real the, word. Zealot sounds more alien.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it kind of fits. I, I just, I don't know. It's but funny what call, games teach you, you know? In
2: Diablo, you don't call it a zealotin, you call it a. Zealadin, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, sorry, a paladin that uses zeal. Right? Zeal? I, don't, I still have no yeah. idea what so you're talking about. All right, never it's mind. It's a build. I'm just going to leave now. Okay. This, I'm a, just going to leave the room. You jump to the end. All right, never no, mind. No, no. It's a paladin. <laughs> sorry, I'm
1: sorry. I know what a paladin is. And yeah. it has a move called zeal. Okay. And then there was a build that you could do for paladins and they just, people named it a uh, zealadin. So this is
0: this is a hilarious thing. So I did play Diablo, but I only ever played like very straightforward classes. I played like Barbarian. Uh so I, I first played Barbarian and then I played I most enjoyed uh Wizards. Yeah. So I would just do glass cannon I just want to see big numbers. Yep. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Can yeah. I
1: tell you one of the most shocking things that happened personally to me at too many games? But sure. That when we went outside to the line and Justin Chow here entertained everyone, he did a segment where he played music for uh game, video game music for everyone and <laughs> i to guess you. what it was that the most surprising thing you guys at retro games let me down because no was, shockingly few people knew the opening music for diablo yeah mm. like that that guitar the Dris, uh, the the tristan theme the it, it might have Tristram. taken 10 to 15 Tristram, seconds right one guy wait raised his hand yeah weighs his hand yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Do you think maybe they were just, like, you know, timid and...
1: Could be? No, but it wasn't the first one, though, you know? Like, they were raising their hands for the other one. You know yeah. it's wild? There was, like... But I
2: also gave out one for F-Zero, and then they were like, oh, I think that's F-1. And I was like, mm, minus one, just one lower. Like, uh, F-Zero? That's the game. Nice. Good job. Huh. That is funny. Yeah, right? That is funny. Is exactly. that it's called, F-Zero? I- oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's faster than <laughs> F-1, so it's F-Zero. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, don't worry i also did not know this uh, my mind is blown i'm just trying to be a little bit more <laughs> right now. Oh, Whoa. silly yeah, just, I,
2: there are like also other racers there's like f2000 class and there's like dude all right cool this
0: is why this <laughs> no is why the video version of this when the time comes is going to be hilarious <laughs> Whoa. I'm actually, I'm actually shocked right now. My my world is rotten.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I have every F zero game in existence around me, and I'm like the whole time,
2: the
1: whole time. It just becomes a proper noun. You know, you don't even
2: yeah. think about it. Yeah, you know? right. Like you know, Jet Force wow. Gemini. Like, what does that mean? Oh wait, Gemini. There's two of them. They're twins. Okay, never mind. Yes, that doesn't. Make um, sense. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, it's the twins and their dog. Right. Yeah. Just keep going. All, All right. right. Wow. Just keep going. Okay, Earthbound. Star so Wa- they're going to Earth. Oh Star Wars. God. Wars
2: amongst, amongst the, the stars. stars. <laughs> okay. Oh,
0: my gosh. All right, guys. guys. This was a lot of data. I'm sure this was dense for everybody that, uh, that has been listening. Yeah, there we're going
2: gonna-
1: to. Be- Sorry.
0: No, I was gonna say there will be much more data to come uh, when the time comes. If
1: you've created your account at crit-rate.com, we should uh, we should call these trends or like we need better word than data. I think we're gonna bore people. Yeah, yeah that's we true. Do that.
2: I mean, we're all trying to figure it out. Like even yeah. looking at this trends, <laughs> looking at all these trends and such, like we're trying to figure out like what would be most entertaining for everybody. So if you guys have any questions or thoughts around this, if you want to know more uh, about. What we're looking at and then kind of guide our hand as to like what we should be talking about on the podcast like by all means please because yeah. is
0: you can reach out to us at uh crit rate underscore gaming uh, on twitter also if you are listening to this podcast on spotify or through anchor.fm um you can leave us a voicemail and like let us know what you would like to hear or so leave us effect. a message directly on there uh whatever means you would like. We also have just a regular old contact form on the website. Please feel free to use and, that.
1: And I, I hope like we're, we tell you all this data because it is so interesting to us. And yeah. I, I hope like like what we're talking about here, it, it's kind of exciting. Like we're giving you, we're giving ourselves like it's like a peek behind the curtain, you know? Yeah. Like it is, it is our data and we sort of like it, it's coming from our survey but it's like a another window into the mind of a gamer, which is so, like, it's so interesting. We haven't really, that data isn't really out there like this. Um, that's what I find is so fascinating. So I, ho- I hope that there are other people that share that too. But Absolutely. It's just Ab- a conversation starter, and it's just really interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, so keep an eye out. Create an account on the website. Uh, if you already have an account, keep an eye on your email, because we will have more information to come. So moving on. Guys, I've, I've been playing a lot of games this week. Have you all been playing a lot of games recently?
1: I have been playing games this week.
0: All right, Alex. Well, why don't you start us off? Tell me about what you've been playing I'm this pretty excited.
1: Week. Ugh. All right, here we go. I'm
0: sitting up a little bit. He had to flex before yeah, the, this conversation. I had to
1: flex because uh, stuff happened to me this week. And last week Good I told... Stuff. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Um. I do want to talk about it a little bit. Did I tell... No, I told my, my friend at work. Um, so last week I told the world that I was playing deathloop and a little bit of an older game last year you know up for a lot of awards you did tell me about this yeah i think i mentioned to you you did um so i was playing deathloop enjoying it you know it's the that same type of arcane experience where i kind of like i like these games and i said this last week but it it doesn't hit love it territory for me but i still mm-hmm. really enjoy them so this game is very uh segment based like not segment-based, um, but you jump into a little world in a little city at a certain time in the day, you do your thing, and then you come back to base, and the game saves, and now you go on to the next, like, you go from morning to noon to evening to night, and each one of those segments is its own little pocket of gameplay. Okay. And I was enjoying that loop. You know, you do your thing, you kill the guy you need to kill, you get the item that you need to get. um, you can upgrade your gear and like through, you kind of hit this nice cycle of upgrading, figuring out the town, assassinating the people you need to assassinate, and get like upgrading as you go. Mm-hmm. So what happened to me was, um, in this game, you get invaded. First of all, that got really annoying because I kept getting killed. Like I would start an experience, I get invaded by a real human player, Juliana. Yeah, Juliana. But could, I mean, it was like a an internet person. Yeah, who would kill me, and then I had to start my loop over um or a start very, that. a very frustrating moment so you can't shut that off well not off but that's like what i can make it NPCs. i tried to shut it off but i made an npc and they're way dumber so that was great um and i don't normally do that but it was just it was interrupting what i was trying to do yeah i feel you so anyway um what happens is when this person invades it shuts off the exit point mm-hmm. so you have to turn that exit point back on before you can leave yeah okay
0: story-wise there's a tunnel that you enter and exit each part of the world map from that you can only enter or exit via a key code uh, but it's a powered door so when Juliana appears in a uh, in one of the areas it shuts down the power to the door so you have to like f- kill so you Juliana. either have to kill her or you have to
2: like hack the door uh, uh, to get to leave and if you hack the door it does so Juliana is another player right yes. she's the one that's assassinating so if you do get through that door does she get yeah. kicked from she, the game
0: well she fails her objective i if see so
2: similarly like dark souls or the soul series where if you find the boss door and you go through the invader will get
1: kicked yeah. out. correct interesting so this is sort of a extra information but I, I tell you all this because so i killed juliana but the doors never opened again because i had to go back and hack the door like even if you kill her you still have to hack the door to. Open oh, it again. interesting so i killed her but then it just went on my merry way right okay. i did my mission i killed the guy i was sneaking around i was using my powers all like efficiently i was finding all this new loot mm-hmm. on my way out of the zone i uh, i couldn't leave before opening those doors so i opened those doors i'm like hacking the thing and it finishes and it freezes oh the whole thing freezes in this, like halfway menu, where my cursor could still move around, but the gun and I couldn't do anything. I the left worst. it on. I was pressing all the buttons. The worst part about this, you shut the game off, reload it, you lose that entire playthrough oh, that yep. because it doesn't save until It'd you be- get all the way back. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, because so instance based. I wrote this off as a one off. Like Problem. I can live with that. Yeah, but it happened again. You're never going back to and this And I stopped playing. You're never going to play this. I game can't. How can I play this? No. Yeah. No. This, it's it, Those it, it, you lo- can't trust it. The game can't be trusted anymore. Those it, loops aren't short. There's a lot you do there, and a lot of sort of like mental capacity to do each of these things. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's a stealth game. You
0: have to be like careful and choose your opportunities, and you know, there's a lot of items to pick up, and some of it's not permanent. Yeah. And all this sort of stuff, like.
2: Did the game crash for you, Justin?
0: It did not, you know. I mean there were there were some technical problems, but I never had the game actually crash on me. But like I know that pain. I mean that's literally what happened to me in Cyberpunk. Yeah. And it, and it was a back-to-back crash. It was like the first crash I'm just like, okay, exhale. Yeah. You take a deep breath. This will be fine. Okay, let's go back in. And when it crashes the second time, you're like, nope. Like cuz cuz to me it's like mm. you have you have tarnished my faith in your ability yeah. to to like respect my time yeah that sucks and i can't and it's like so i completely understand it's a shame because i really like that game and i think that it's uh there's a lot of merit there but like i totally understand where you're coming from i would
2: also be done
0: with it at that point
2: we were complaining about the same thing with returnal at one point right that that game also in middle crash
0: yeah oh no returnal was challenging because the game updated itself overnight so, like, if you paused the game and then put your system into rest mode, yeah. and then if the game updated while you were sleeping, and then you go
1: back in the game, your run would have uh, been yeah, thrown yeah, out. Same. But it is a similar thing, though. Like, if it had saved all real. the time, yeah. okay, fine, a freeze every five hours. Like, if I like the game, I can live with that. Yeah. yeah. But with the wiping of your progress. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, it's a long it, progress. This, yeah. this is very, uh, you know... It's not an excuse,
0: but it's this is a very new world, like gaming quality of life problem. You know what I mean? On quick saves? Well, just like auto saving being so prolific, It's like We're used to the game saving every five seconds, but like, yeah, you you know, know, it's weird. So now it's like when you feel that it's not, it's like so like, oh my god, you know what I mean? But like back in the day, it's like you know, you die
1: if you died, you start from the beginning of the game again. Yeah, that's a good. (laughs) I wish it even if it offered me manual saves or. Or if I knew it was going to freeze maybe I'd leave sooner. Yeah. yeah. Like cuz I you can you can just fuck around. You can just mess around. Yeah. Uh Watch your mouth? I know I'm trying not to curse as <laughs> much but We're all like dry. you can just mess around like in the in the gaming space and Yeah. I yeah. yeah,
2: that's a shame. That's a that's a that's a bummer. I mean the only different like I will say we have been um we have been definitely uh what's the given? Um first world problem kind of like Lucky, uh privileged privileged is the world we've been privileged with not having to worry about saving the games for a long time i mean i like i think before elden ring where in elden ring yeah, i just have to quit the game or exit the game otherwise i'm gonna be met with like a you got kicked out of the server because you're offline after you turn off your playstation so i just don't want to go through that anymore. i did religiously save in that game yeah right same
0: way save and exit the home.
2: only other game that i would ever have that with was maybe gta 5 because like you had a bed that you would go back to sleep to and i was like that's I just, part of the story, so I gotta go back to sleep. I stopped saving
1: and Eldering. I just turned it off.
2: Really? Yeah. Your monster. Like what happened
1: to people? I, you the game, so it's like, I the well money? there was a like the second half of the game, I just stopped caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um well, yeah. and I did have one more game I want to touch on real quick. Yeah. Uh I was I'm playing after Deathloop failed me completely and miserably, <laughs> I turned on Tunic, which mm. is the Oh yeah, you told me I would like that game. You, you told would told me I would like that game.
2: I think did you you, pl- play you played that game at in, in PAX. No. no the,
1: the Fox one?
2: Yeah. No, I don't think I played it. I've definitely seen it a bunch. I, I
1: haven't played it yet. I think Alex is the only one of us who's yeah. mm. played it. So this is play. an isometric. Um, Liz has played it. Uh, maybe not. Link to, Link to the past. Like Zelda-esque. Yeah. Very Top heavily down. inspired. Um, adventure game, but it's very old school and interesting. Mm. You have no idea where you're going. Cool. There are like very few clues to the game. Uh, even your menu is in a different language. I love you that. Just see items. That's awesome. So, the thing that's driving you through the game is whatever you discover. You know, there will be sort of little hints and signs and stuff, mm-hmm. but you find pages, and when you it's, it constructs the, the instruction. It, it manual. It literally right? constructs the instruction manual of like an old game. Oh yeah, and that, that's you, cute. But as you are as 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 not getting the pages in order, but you are getting pages that will likely have a clue for what you are supposed to do but it's not Mm. obvious at first. And sometimes you're flipping like back and forth, like trying to find things decipher it. Yeah. And like sometimes you'll find a map or sometimes you'll learn what a word means. Um, and it'll, it'll pop up. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing, so that's been really like challenging slash frustrating slash rewarding at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't handhold you at all. Like games do these days. Mm. And the other thing is that it is way and it's very cutesy. But the other thing is that it's way, 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 way harder than you think it would be for a really? game that looks so cute and adorable. Uh, it is a very challenging, bo- not, it's not cheap, but it's like it's, unforgiving. It's right there. Like, it is hard. Um, it is a hard game. Um, I didn't even know I could upgrade my character, so I was going around with, like, the lowest stats possible. And I only figured out recently you could upgrade yourself because mm-hmm. they don't explain anything. So did you have, like, a bunch of experience and you just, like... Became daddy after after (laughs) You (laughs) You daddy I did become a lot lot stronger So the game I've been really enjoying a, it a lot like more. Daddy, a lot more. Daddy, <laughs> I've been daddying a lot of enemies. Nice, I've been fathering a lot.
2: <laughs> are you, uh, are you, uh, is there like skill trees involved too? Are you getting like new
1: move sets? Like, it's the exact same thing as Link to the Past. We were yeah, finding uh, items. weapons. I see, uh, I see. So, so you're, you're getting f- like the fire rod, exactly right, or, yeah. and cool. almost literally. So, yeah, like it's. But there are times where you're like, I don't know where to go. And yeah. you're like, I guess I'll just go here because I haven't been there in a while. Mm. Um, but you'll uncover new things. You'll unlock new things. And it's a very tricky game. There's, like, things hidden all over the place. Little pathways that you feel dumb for not seeing because it's tucked around this weird corner. Yeah. But I've been really enjoying it. Like, way better than Death uh, Loop, Deathloop, but also the other game I was playing, Death's Door, which is another isometric... Oh. Uh, Zelda inspired uh slasher that's on Game Pass. Like yeah. sorry, that game that game's cool and, and unique, but this is a better game. So I'm down.
0: There oh. was another game that I saw. I don't think you played it recently, but I think I saw it in your recently played stuff uh called Nobody Saves the World.
1: Yeah. Did you play that game? Yeah, for yeah. a couple hours. Is it good? It is really good. Yeah. Um Nobody Saves the World? I was yeah, I told you you would like that because it's from, like, this the is not really the the I the DS game that's like no. no the
2: world ends with you or whatever definitely not no
1: this is just a it has a really interesting magic system where um you tran you can transform into different animals and they have different skills oh the animorph game but there's different like skill trees for each animal so like that's like the snake leads to this like other um, thing that leads to this other thing it's like this really bizarre this is, funny game this is made by Drinkbox, the guys that made guacamelee oh, oh. it's a very stylish game the mute the music is phenomenal, very Zelda-esque. The like music with, is done with the by, guitar, the mm-hmm. music is
0: done by uh, Jim Guthrie, who's the guy who did the music for Sword and Sorcery, dude.
1: This, I mean, it is the perfect combination of. How do
2: you know all that, Justin? My God, you just pull up this I information. Like, it, like I like music. I, don't know.
1: <laughs> I feel good that like all the things that I'm liking, it's like these are made by real people. It's like this yeah. is a legitimate game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Elden Ring actually came out right after I started playing that, so I fell off. Yeah. Uh, but that was. I really enjoyed how unique that was. Yeah, I, I put that on my wish list a while ago. I think because I knew it was a, a
0: drink box game. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then when I saw that you had played it, I was
2: like, oh, like what's going on with that? Totally worth checking out. Very oh, yeah. unique Both? type of game. So Tunic and uh, The World End of, What's the second game called again? Nobody saves, Nobody saves the World. Nobody Saves the World. Both on Game
1: Pass. Yep. Totally downloaded that one. And Dev, Death Store is good too, but it's it's... I'm going to go that one for now. Yeah, it, we'll it's it's a little bit, in my opinion, uh, not quite up to the same level as Soft-selled games. that one. Yeah, <laughs> Soft-selled that one. So I've been busy. It's been fun kind of getting back into this kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I'm playing this week. Okay, nice. I've been
0: diving into a couple of different things. So uh, other than our normal bouts of uh, Apex, which have been fun, uh, even though we're not winning. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, we did lose. That's, that's okay. Um no, it's not.
2: <laughs>
0: so I finished um, I finished Sonic Origins. Nice. Which was... I did see that. You tweeted that. Yeah, the remix of uh, Sonic 1, 2, CD, and Sonic say 3 and Knuckles. beat, does that mean you beat all of those games? I did, yeah. Wow. Damn, dude. Yeah. So my... Dirty. My, my beat at 2022 is 33 games. Still so only counts year. as one. You, did you have that as all three? I, I counted them separately. Okay.
2: I mean, they were I, separate <laughs> games. Like, Alex, I, don't take it away then, from him. And
0: then when I posted the picture, I posted pictures of the Genesis versions of them because I have the original versions okay. of these games. And those are all separate games. I did not count Sonic Origins in totality as a separate game, though. Okay.
1: okay. So I
0: just counted the, the individual games. And they're all like decently long games. And some of them are kind of hard. Um, so all in all, I would say it's a good collection of remakes. Uh, I've only just looked at the uh discourse about it online which apparently a lot of the super fans are di- unhappy with this for why so many reasons some of them say that it's like there's some graphical issues with them they don't like they, the 16
2: by 9 wider screen
0: well everyone likes that but they're saying that like the pixels are softer than they should be like they're there's using some kind of filter it was very unnoticeable to me i thought it looked fine um, hmm. and then the, like, apparently people wanted more modes and all kinds of stuff. I was like, listen, I played these games. I wanted this collection because I wanted to play better, better air quotes, versions, you know, more modern versions of these games that I love. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was a nostalgic thing. And I think it totally delivered that way for, uh, for the record I played on PS5. I think the switch version has a
2: lot of like hitching problems and like weird uh, stuff like that. Um, I feel like these games are exactly what I would want on an airplane though, you know? Oh, for sure. For so, sure. Like, I'll probably get it on. And there's so many
0: quality of life features like that. You know, it's, it's very nice. Um, so I got through those. One interesting fact we were talking about music was in Sonic three. Um, this is your, uh, retro game fun fact for the, for the week. But, um, an often debated, uh, conversation around Sonic three was that Michael Jackson had something to do with the music that was Mm -hmm. made for that game. Uh, and it was always unknown because he's not credited in the game's credits or anything like that. But then when this game came out, uh, I actually looked it up. Yuji Naka, like the maker of Sonic, like the, the grandfather of Sonic, actually tweeted out. He was like, the oh, daddy. yeah, like the, the daddy, the of, daddy Sonic. of Sonic. Uh, he basically said that, like, yeah, the Michael Jackson songs were totally a part of it. He did like, confirm it. He confirmed it. And, uh, and they did not include those songs in this release because of licensing problems. Which were... Um, and yeah it it was very felt when they were not there so it was uh, so it was actually six songs it was Casino Night uh, or um, Carnival Night Zone one and two Ice Cap Zone one and two and launch base zone one and two. Wow! I
2: don't is, remember launch base. I just remember the ice cap zones being the best yeah. freaking songs of all Sonic games. It's probably the best song of all. Maybe second to chemical plant zone. Chemical but, plant is
0: amazing too. But but ice cap is up there. You know what I mean? And it's mm. funny because when you when you listen to these new songs, it's clearly like they just hired somebody to be like make something that sort of sounds like it should be in this game, but it's like clearly made like without the Genesis sound chip. It's like obvious that it's a different like it's a different instrument that created this music and it's also just like way worse and it's not worse because it's not that so, like those songs it's just bad music it's by just anyone's standards it's just boring so, like yeah. it took some a, a song that had so much personality and life to it and just made something very bland
1: i'll see if i can find them for you we'll play it later but. This, so similar story like at the beginning of covid i tried to go on this run of rewatching uh scrubs yeah and scrubs is interesting because it came out on um it was just released for streaming on hulu back then mm. but they lost the licenses for some a lot of the like the, the theme songs. songs not the main song um, but oh superman so they stopped <laughs> that oh, okay but they use a lot of popular songs from that time and they couldn't get licenses anymore so those episodes are just out so they, they they replaced the music now the episode's still there but they replaced the music oh, okay but like to me it feels weird yeah like, the music played such an integral part to that show that it felt like something was lost there. So I couldn't even watch it. Like I wouldn't even watch. um, That's so interesting. It feels different. So I, I I went and like torrented like the old original versions. I still have those on my hard drive. I I I have them too. Because, because that's, it's, it is the show. You can't just replace it because it is the show. And that's what this reminds me of. Like, mm-hmm. it's painful to me that that's not there. Yeah,
2: it, it's definitely, it's definitely felt, I'm which still, is unfortunate. I'm still blown away that Michael Jackson took time out of his busy schedule to make music for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah,
0: I mean, like back back in the day, it was like he was very open about really loving video games and wanting to be involved in them. I mean, that's why Michael Jackson's Moonwalker I, is a game that exists. Yeah, okay, that's true. You know? I guess um, that
2: makes sense, and I guess I would be maybe detrimental... Oh, we were talking about this. That's right. We were talking about this on um, Enduro Over Apex. And then it's like, I guess it could kind of potentially be detrimental to his, like, image if they found out that his, you know, you know, magic, which is his music, mm-hmm. like, touched games <laughs> from the 90s back yeah, in the day it's, when his... it was a different world back then yeah. you
0: know what i mean i think i think games didn't get the uh, same level of respect that they do today
2: he, you but know? you know if justin bieber made a banger for call of duty i'm sure everybody would love it
1: yeah, he, right. he might also just be like look i personally just want to contribute to this game and i don't want credit yeah like maybe it makes me feel good just to have something yeah like just to, just to have been involved it's I'm, like, just, I'm
0: just happy to be here
2: yeah like, <laughs> i just want to do this but my my agent says you can't tell anybody that i'm doing this yeah but basically. i want to do it yeah like, I, can so kinda, I can tell like, my friends hey that song." i made that song yeah right like at what <laughs> point in the sonic team or whoever made sonic at that time i guess sega right yeah could afford michael jackson to make him a music for a video game yeah,
1: yeah i'm sure the game he definitely did it on the dl and yeah like on his own you know yeah will probably like very weird dude but like undeniably talented yeah man. like for sure. These anyway. songs are just critical. They're so classics, man. Yeah. They, they they're I mean,
0: you look at like, you know, top ten songs of like the 16-bit generation, and like Ice Cap Zone's gonna be up there, you know? Yeah. Um so that was where most of my time went last week. I also started my started and finished my second playthrough of the quarry. Uh this was the Everyone Dies run, which <laughs> is fun, but it was also a little depressing because yeah. you're just like murdering these children you know what's gonna happen I, you know what's they gonna have happen. their entire lives ahead of them you just sit there and fail qtes it's like it's asking you to mash but you don't mash could, <laughs> you just let them die <laughs> oh my so,
1: God. i couldn't do that it was even hard for me in undertale to do like a negative run it's like oh
2: dude i couldn't do it i didn't even try i knew i could do it
1: like especially in this game you literally sat through these children's futures oh, and yeah. then you uh, it away uh, from them
0: yeah And it's like, oh, God. And there's, like, scenes where they, like, make these faces because they know they're about to die. And it's like, yep, sorry.
1: (laughs) They flush these characters out. That's that's difficult. That's that's a tough one. There's, like,
2: content of some games that I just don't really want to see. (laughs) And those those are, you know, of that woman from Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. What's her name? Um, I don't know uh Brenda's song Brenda's. i just don't want to see her she judge. gets mauled.
0: oh god that's it's terrible so the, the the other girl abby
1: don't say don't say anything, don't all right, say anything. okay it's all bad right. yeah right it's he's playing old, i'm still playing i'm still it.
2: playing that too it's
0: all bad yeah. <laughs> um and way more violent than you expect it to be um i have one final playthrough uh of that game before getting the platinum so that's on my list uh but the last game that i'll mention always three games I'm also playing Soul Blazer on the Super Nintendo. Hmm. I don't know if it's worth bringing up super retro games on this, but maybe maybe people I like, mean, maybe the people like maybe. that worth a shout out. Maybe the people like that listen people. Your man Justin, he's playing retro games. The game that I'm playing right now, I'm almost done with Soul Blazer. It's the first of the, you know, the trinity of uh action RPGs on the Super Nintendo, Soul Blazer, and then Illusion of Gaia, mm-hmm. and then ultimately, uh, Terranigma, you of, know, of course, obviously, yeah. as, as one does, as we all know, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's cool, but the last game that I want to pay mind to is, uh, I started the Cuphead DLC, uh, the delicious last course, and it is fantastic so far
2: it's really cool he plays a new character right so the
0: new character they add some really interesting new uh gameplay mechanics to her by it's it's both simplifying the game and making it more complicated at the same time uh which i like and the first few bosses that i fought are appropriately challenging like really like that game does not pull any punches there is no you know There's no free lunch there. Whoa. Whoa. The chair just like broke (laughs) under me. (laughs) Uh, There's no free lunches in Cuphead. You're figuring it out. That's what you're doing. Uh, So it's been fun playing that. Some of the new mechanics with uh, Miss Chalice is whereas when you play as Cuphead and Mugman, your parry is double jumping. The double jump is the parry. Um, In this game, they just replace parry with your dash. So when you dash into a, a pink obstacle, you gain hyper, which is great. Um, and then she also gains an invincible roll, which is really great to move around. She but it, a dodge roll, yeah. But it requires some really specific uh, timing. Also, depending on the boss, because like it, it only moves a short distance, but you are totally invincible for that moment. Um, but it's really, it's a really great game, and it's it's been so long since I played it. Yeah. So go- going back into that and seeing these really elaborate bosses and you know whittling away my understanding of you know these bosses it's funny it's not like chipping their health away it's like it's like dying enough times where i can memorize how to fight them and yeah, then, the strategy yeah and it really does make the victories
2: feel really important so yeah I'm. But, uh, I'm really enjoying making it. As we were talking about it before, Cuphead is like you're totally right. It's like very rigid, and it's like okay, so these are how you're supposed to do this. The timing is just perfect for you to just jump at this very yeah. moment to then hit this pink thing and then get to this spot. It's the difference between Sekiro and Elden Ring. Yeah, I guess <laughs> Sekiro so, right?
0: is you are fighting this boss this way. Yeah, yeah. There's no creativity here. This is how you're fighting
2: this boss. Yeah. Cuphead's I mean, like this is I, how I, this mean, boss. Yeah, I mean, I would. I think, I think there's a just... little of creativity with some of the bosses. You, know, you got one sword, and you have to parry. If you
0: don't learn how to parry, then you're not beating that game.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, you got parry's like important.
0: yeah, parry's very important. It's easier in that game. Though, All right, so. we're not gonna, but
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I don't like security. I know you
0: do, which is weird because I feel like I feel like. Maybe one day I'll go back to it. I don't know. Justin, how about yourself? What have you been playing? Uh,
2: so quarry is one. Um, I've been playing a lot of Elden Ring with Alex, and then two, I started getting back into Triangle Strategy, and nice. I, I really do really enjoy that game. Really, really enjoy it. Really, really enjoy that. game. I was curious about uh, your progress in that game. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, I'm pretty far. Uh, I got to the point where you're getting you're getting to the point where the story is coming to. It's like mega climactic play part of it or like maybe it's just yeah it's getting to the climactic part but this also brings in like parts of the game that are like oh if you want to grind and get these items or do these things or get and you're like of course I do of course and that's where it kind of tapered me off and now I got to the point where I was like I remember liking this game I just want the story I don't want to keep grinding out these things so I can get the better weapons and whatnot. I'm just going to play. I don't, I don't want to try every character and get them to the same level because that's what I was doing because I felt like I had to because I felt like they all had. It was like Andy's toys from Toy Story kind of feeling like everyone has to be played with equally. Otherwise, I'm doing them a disservice. Maybe this is
1: why <laughs> I'm just problem. trying to analyze you through our filter here. But Get out of my head. <laughs> like Maybe this is why it's so difficult for you to finish games sometimes. It's like because your, your vantage aside was your second one. It's like, it's warring, like, that that min-maxing, like, need, need to do everything, need to find everything is warring with that, I, I want the story, yeah, and it sort of just right. breaks off, because you can't do either, and then you're like,
2: ah. It's the same <laughs> thing with, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, you know, when I couldn't beat Sephiroth for the longest time, I decided I can't play this game until I beat Sephiroth, <laughs> and then I come back to it, like, months later, and I beat Sephiroth, and then I found out that I need to get the final weapon, and I can't beat the game without the final weapon. Anyway, yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I have a problem That's just. It's that it head. has been interesting. However, now I'm off. I'm par, like past that. I'm getting back into the game again. I forgot how much I love all the characters, even the terrible main characters' voice acting, which is completely palatable at this point. Now twenty some odd hours in, and um, I am enjoying that game a lot. But then. Elden Ring, of course, and uh, I really want to get back into the Xbox stuff, uh, only for the fact that I haven't given my Xbox any love in a long time, and I feel like that's been like the neglected child of my and consoles a, for a while.
1: And there's definitely some hidden gems in there, obviously.
2: I definitely but, want to try Tunic and that other game that you mentioned. I mean, world. that's a nobody. game I can see
1: you just—you turn all the lights and you're just like silk zoom, pajamas, just candles. Just, just into it.
2: Yeah, okay. I'll, I'm, I'm going to get into that. That's a cool game. Yeah, I'll do that after I beat uh triangle strategy but i'll end it there that's what i've been playing it's been it's been fun so far all right well let's uh bash through a couple of
0: news topics that have been bestowed upon us this week new new information speculative information uh the first thing in this drop today was that god of war ragnarok has an official release date finally yeah for real like uh, and it's not a 2023 no it is november 9th right before christmas that's right so they decided to take that slot, which I'm pretty sure are they sharing that with a big game? Is that Starfield's date or was Starfield twenty twenty three? Should I look it up real quick? I'm pretty sure another big game comes out on November 9th. I think something was announced there. I might be crazy though.
1: Is Starfield really coming out this year? No, Starfield is twenty twenty three. Okay, okay. It's like I and honestly, I'm they proved me wrong. Like for earlier this year we were talking about games that were gonna be delayed. Mm-hmm. And this was top of my list, o- along with Pokemon Scarlet and
2: Violet. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That was the big one. I mean, that's that's coming out uh, according to this, like a week after God of War. Okay. Okay. Um, Humankind. Uh, I
0: thought it was an Xbox game. I, I might I, be crazy. But Is that, that Callisto Protocol. I don't know. Um, that's this
1: year. I just totally lost track of what's coming out this year and what's next.
0: Callisto Protocol definitely comes out this year.
1: Wow. All right. Um, mm-hmm. But no, that that's awesome. I I really thought having the lack of information here was that. Like normally, when you don't hear too much about a game, mm-hmm. like some of our next topics, like it's going to get pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. just kind of have that like gut feeling. Like <laughs> I haven't heard enough about this for <laughs> this to be coming out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was C- definitely my
2: uh plan. Just to uh, uh, tag off what you're saying. Callista Protocol is supposed to be coming out in December, in early December, December second.
0: Okay. I don't know why eleven nine is sticking out in my mind. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So this was released with a uh, a very brief trailer which is fine because i don't really want
2: to see more about this game before it comes out um yeah. it's surprising that there hasn't been more advertisements and marketing six months before november i mean like i guess right now would be no right now we're only like four months out so yeah. it should have been according to like marketing standards six in months. The video, it should have been two months ago that we've been hearing this and seeing like trailers about it does it yeah. take
1: place directly after the last game I believe
2: so. I'm not directly. He looks I mean, Atreus looks like he's, you know, somewhere in his 16 some or something.
0: My my purview of this game is a little skeptical. And my the reason is I I'm very excited for it and I really enjoyed God of War 1. Like I mean, unquestionably probably the best game on the PS4 in my opinion. Uh, I think definitely better than uh, Last of Us, which I also loved Last of Us too, but it was, a, I don't know, like God of War just felt so much different. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really special. But my skepticism for it comes from uh, our the public's response to uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which was fairly lukewarm. Now, granted, the fact that it came out on the same day as uh, Elden Ring didn't do it any favors, but I think it is commonly understood that Forbidden West did more poorly than uh, Zero Dawn. So it's almost like it's like the sequel thing. You know what I mean? Like, what do you really do to make the game more interesting when you have the sequel come out? So I feel like it's going to be hard. At least right now, it's hard for me to imagine how different God of War is going to be or what they would need to do to make this, like, you know, to make this as crazy, you know, surprising and impactful as the first game was. uh
1: I just, I just don't know. I, I guess the one, the hope that I have there, because I agree with you that they do have a job to do to top the game before it. The one thing working against Horizon Zero Dawn, and this is going to sound a little harsh, is that I think that format of open world is a little tired at this point. I would I say think, that's totally valid. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone, I'm speak literally speaking for everyone. Everyone has played a game like your Assassin's Creed or your Far Cry. You know, your your check the box you type of world You know, when Overworld Liz listens thing. to this, she's gonna be cringing. She's I gonna know. be like, "Oh my god, I and should that, have been there." And that's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liz. That's not. That's not to say that any of these are bad games, but it's like you know what you're getting. Um, and if you like that type of game, I'm sure I would enjoy Horizon. But like, that's the type of game you are getting, especially after something like, um elden ring or even like breath of the wild like we've been introduced to these and red dead in these interesting new ways to experience open world
2: but i will say i like when i think of god of war when i played that game i it was like open world e but it was more of like a hubby world right with stages yeah right? that's what i
1: mean like yeah. it's not the standard format and
2: i i will also say between god of war and god of war 2 as far as like what they need to top what they're doing right now like if we were to break down god of war what it was what the innovative side to that was was Innovative, awesome storytelling between two characters that hang out with each other, similar to like the Last of Us, right? Uh, the combat system between the two of them, something that Last of Us definitely didn't do very well. And the axe. and the Right, and the axe was very fantastic, and the skill trees. So they could probably start um, like flexing those muscles a little bit to make the mechanics of the fighting a little bit more, you know, uh, interesting and, you know, I would say innovative there. Um, I don't think they're ever going to be able to get the same type of wow, holy sh- sh- crap moment. With you know the God of War you know chain yeah like getting the blades getting, of chaos getting the blades again. of chaos there's no you're never gonna top that I don't know so well, that's I can, what it is and it's like and the the axe it's
0: like we've seen this trick already right. you know what I mean so is there a way that they can make it more dynamic so I, I
2: sorry sorry I mean I would say the last the only thing that they would really have to do it it I think what it is is people would want like a a, a slightly fresher like a fresh experience as far as mechanics but it's really the story and I want to know more about like. Yeah atreus and his growing up and like being his father you know
1: one advantage a game or there's a lot of advantages but like comparing directly comparing those two games like horizon it has a good story when you pay attention yeah like you really need to follow that main story god of war is built in a way where you are surrounded and engrossed in this awesome story and the world is so rich yeah like in story it's not rich like elden ring where you find everything everywhere but it's like there's a really cool and interesting world that you're living in. there yeah, that you're it's, not it's totally designed getting. narratively. Yeah, like exactly. it's it's meant to be played that way.
2: Like, did in Horizon, did Alloy, Aloy, Aloy, close enough, Aloy, Aluhu? Did she grow like as a character, or is she basically the same character from the first game now put in a slightly newer world with cooler weapons? I can't comment on that. I didn't play the new game long enough to really know.
1: Well, the thing is, the last game, I thought when I stopped doing the side quest stuff, mm. the story was awesome. Yeah. Really, really cool story. And I can only imagine that it's like tribes in a world that's like post apocalyptic and like, it gets more interesting than that. Oh, okay. Um, there's a lot. Yeah. Like it's a cool story. Um, so I would, it gets, it gets more into like why the world
0: is the way that it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And that, I mean that mystery is what made that world interesting in the first place. But you're reading
2: that in codex, and like you're not, you're not,
0: no. At the end, at the end of the game, it's very like blatant about what's happening. That's the main story. It's Ah. not
1: like you're you're not like picking a piece of paper. And And thank God for that, because if if you were reading it in text, uh, that would be a serious shame. And and there were some great performances by the voice actors, and like first Horizon did a lot of things really well. Hmm. And I'm assuming you're going to get a lot of that same thing in the second one, giving it the benefit of the doubt because I haven't played it yet man um,
2: I would love to pull the crit rate uh you know users uh per house of who enjoys data logs and data entries <laughs> yeah <laughs> who reads them could be a fun anyway, question yeah so when I think
0: about God of War it's like yeah there's there's a lot of I think there's a lot of challenges as far as like how are you going to wow us again I, I think I think narratively it's like that's what That's what they can lean on the hardest. Yeah. Um, And I think they can lean on the combat and all this sort of stuff. There there are some problems with God of War, like some wonkiness that I think could be fixed or improved upon. Like, I mean, yeah, it was sort of an open world, but like it was kind of like these weird linear sections in an open world. And like the fast travel was really awkward where you're like walking through the shadow realm or whatever the hell. Uh, so that was kind of weird. And then in a lot of ways, like the whole stat building system, like unlocking abilities, I thought was cool, but like equipping gear with like different, I don't know. Like that, it was kind of lost on me or or rather, I don't remember. And I know that was happening, but I don't remember enough about it to
1: have really considered it a primary mechanic of the game. If that makes sense. And not the, so I know you don't particularly enjoy that type of stuff either. Right? Like, I, I feel like I, we've I, talked I, about I
0: can and I have, but it I'm saying in that game in particular, yeah. I think there there just was some jank involved there. And, like I don't think anybody's gonna be like, yo, there the fast travel system in God of War
1: was great. Yeah, it was yeah. and, not. It and,
0: was <laughs> it was totally like utility,
1: you know? And, and sorry, I say all that not to call you out, but because like coming from a place where you you're already not totally in love with that. And I agree that like what about the I, fast travel or the Sorry, no, the 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 stat building with the armor and sure, stuff. Sure. Like I I enjoyed it. Like I, I learned to like figure it out when I when I got new gear. I like looking cool, so you know, get the cool stuff. That's what I like the most. Yeah, like when you get something that's cool and it makes you awesome. It's like this is great. Yeah, but that is um, good. The system for making that happen, it was not flawless. For sure. Well, yeah. I I think that's more so what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not
0: taking umbrage with the fact that it was part of the game. I think it was just like. A little clumsy. It was just unremarkable. You know what I mean? Like, I remember going into that menu and not being like, like, I felt like I was taken away from the thing that made the game cool. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like now I'm in a menu. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like that, like, I don't know. It's like every other part of that, like, all of the puzzle solving, all of the combat, the way the narrative was told, it was all so, it all just moved together in such a beautiful way where it never felt like, the game was taking me away from the game. Yeah. But then when you go into the menu and I'm fucking with stats and, and putting on different stuff, it's I'm like, very, uh, I'm like, okay, now I'm I, like, this isn't the same. It feels wrong. You know what I mean? It is it's very it, it's not bad. It's just wrong. It was very min-maxi and I like
2: it's focusing on the wrong parts. Well, yeah, you, it was like, it was, it was in, just an
0: incongruent experience. It's like everything else is playing towards this feeling of total smooth flow immersion. And I'm like, yes. I'm game for this. And, th- and that was just a weirdness part.
2: And last of us was the crafting system, did it feel better? Yes.
0: I agree. So it, cause that it's contextual. You're in yeah. the world. You see them You're, move the backpack and, and yep. do stuff. Yep. Now, granted, do I do I think it was great? Like, no, it was still a crafting system, but the way that it was applied serviced the the best parts of the game i agree in yeah. god of it, war i don't i don't think it's serviced the best parts of the game it's because like, like I, I don't there's something very disjointed and i don't know maybe it's just a video game thing and maybe that's the justification for it in that way but there's something very video gamey about like you open a menu and you're just staring at the main character's face and they're just standing there very, and then when you change yeah. the weapon the weapon just appears in the new thing and i'm just like uh, this, like sure but it's just, it, you know, it's, it's a little a
2: immersive breaking in a, in specific ways. I will say, like, like, Last of Us, they put the gun on the table to upgrade the gun. It's like, yes, you know? I w- yeah. I will say also, like, in Breath of the Wild, when you open up the menu, you're looking straight at Link. But then you start putting stuff in his hands to cook. He, like, starts to hold them. And then when you come into the world and you put it down, I do feel like that, like, cartooniness felt right for the aesthetic. And that yeah. did play well. So, like, I- there maybe there's a disparity that you're talking about between God of War yeah. and the menu, and,
0: th- and that's not an it's it's also not a knockdown to God of War it's saying like I, and i'm sure like the developers are keenly aware of these things so it's like the, those are things like if if they improve on these pieces it's going to be a better game overall even if the combat was the same yeah. and the story was good and everything else was like this, the way that it was
2: and they just improved those pieces it would be I'm a better i'm picking game up overall. what you're putting down uh, god of war the first
1: game but the menu's made it a terrible game. It's just a bad game. It's just a bad game.
2: <laughs> Clean sweep. Bad
1: I, game. I think they have... So, like, sum it up. Like, I do think they can give us more of the same and still be more successful. Yeah. Like, Horizon sort of had an uphill battle, and it didn't quite get there. Oh, man. I would say it's... Uh, I,
0: and now I'm just sort of, like, looking at general uh, like general game things. I mean, rarely... I rarely I I can't you know I've I've got all this these this game knowledge in my head and I'm I'm trying to think of an instance where a sequel did as good or better than the game that came before it and I I can't like think an of actual
2: one. chronological story Yeah like mm. like I'm Halo Halo, Halo 2 is Halo pretty Halo good Halo 2
0: is a good example N3. Halo 2 is a yeah. good example that's like a you know it was a mechanically driven game that improved mechanics, improved story, and improved multiplayer. It was like across the board every single thing went up.
1: Yeah. You know? Um, Double May Cry? No, Double May Cry is not two. Double Bayonetta? Double 2 is a Bayonetta Two. Bayonetta uh better but I don't know. Better, if. but not, like... Not innovative. Yeah. Dip yeah. Better. Yeah, I see. I see.
2: Okay, okay. Let me...
1: like Melee? I'm, I mean, does that count sure, Smash? I'm pretty sure God of War was, like, an over a
0: 90 on Metacritic. I would be shocked. I would be... I would love... I would love to see this. the sequel get a 90 or higher on Metacritic. God but, of War was,
1: like, but, 95.
0: Yeah. But, like, there's something inside of me that's, like, I, I doubt that this will hit a 90. There's I hope always... it does. And I, I feel like that team has it in them to make that happen. But I think just... Sequelitis, like that's just kind of uh,
2: there's it'll be like an 88 there's always like the zero to one is always better than the one to n you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. from nothing to something is always innovative and fresh and beautiful well, that's
0: what it is the newness right totally captures the hearts and yeah. minds of people but now and, it's like when do i
1: throw the axe right <laughs> you know well, yeah, right look at the end of the day god of war at least I, this is i don't this isn't even that much of a controversial opinion Probably top five or ten games of the past twenty years. Like Mm. it's a really, it's up there. I mean, critically and like subjectively, that was an incredible achievement in gaming.
2: Yeah, I'd say. I mean, I mean, it's it's definitely there are things that are up there as well. Five
0: PS4 games, that's for sure, and I and no doubt God of War two. Ragnarok is going to be the biggest game that's come out this year for sure, and I guess
1: I'm I'm still comparing it to Horizon because Horizon is not on that level.
2: I think Horizon got the short end of the stick both times. Yeah, Breath of the Wild kind of came out right beforehand. And yeah, then,
1: so so
0: it, it, those those games had to exist by comparison, which is a shame. Um, but it, but they also were not groundbreaking in their genre either. Yeah, maybe in in setting, right? Like in setting and characters and all that. Um, Anyway, we've yeah, we talked about this enough. Yeah. But. Interesting thing. It's but I'm glad that it has a release date. I, I look forward to November 9th. Look forward to it as well. Mm-hmm. Another game release date that uh, is worth mentioning, and this also just happened today, is uh, everyone's favorite... No, there's no lead up here. Uh, Square Enix's Forspoken has been delayed to January 24th. 2023 this is the second major delay that has hit this game the first one was it was supposed to come out in may this year <laughs> was it really wow about that. and then it got pushed to october and now it is pushed to january what is going on i have
2: a feeling this game is in some trouble do they ever I say anything know. about it like of course not they're just like it's gonna be pushed back basically we need to do more to make it an amazing game that you're will that you deserve
1: <laughs> yeah basically But what's three months gonna do or testing whatever polish yeah. right yeah i mean right like questions <laughs> marketing i don't know i don't either yeah i feel like it's it's just like
0: it can't be enough you know yeah. uh so it says that it's calling the move a strategic des, uh, decision that will give the developer luminous productions more time to polish the game
2: yeah
1: That sounds That's a like typical response yeah I, <laughs> more time for crunch yeah
0: exactly mm. <laughs> more time to you know <laughs> Come on, guys! Don't you want a good game? I, 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 it's it's hard for me to like. I just am still confused by this game because I don't really. We haven't seen any raw gameplay for it. I, I don't.
1: I don't know what you do in the game. <laughs> right. see, it's got
0: cool effects. and looks see,
1: rad. Yeah, I mean, I see clips of a, a girl somersaulting and dashing through the air and doing cool magic. I'm like, she's yeah. got an
2: attitude too. Yeah,
1: I'm like, maybe. okay, that's cool. I want to free run by some cliffs and throw plant roots at people. Sure, look, like, yeah, I love. Of, I love that aspect, but that's all I kind of know about it. And yeah. like the other stuff we saw, like the dialogue stuff was so disjointed and weird that, he, Yeah. Know. Well, it was just I think that was just a bad trailer. Like I, I maybe maybe the dialogue's not actually as awkward and strange as it came off to be, but who knows. Well, after watching the Guardians of the Galaxy game trailer, mm. uh you just never know what you're going to get because that, that trailer was bad. That's It was so point. bad. That's a good point. That game looked they sh-
0: bad. They and goes the worst parts of that game they too, did. you know. Hey, maybe here's, did, here's our most uninteresting enemy
2: design. Yeah. And like, okay. Uh, yeah, they could have definitely shown some of like the, the choices being made for the,
1: no, maybe that's boring gameplay. I don't know. The trailer. Even the dialogue so cool. was bad. The game's all whatever. It's so all janky. I yeah. hope it's good. I, I do hope this game's good, but this is Square, right? It's uh, Square, and most of their Western-focused games have
2: been a little disappointing, so we'll see. My expectations for this game is equal to what I had for Ghostwire Tokyo. Except for, you know, Ghostwire Tokyo had cool hands that you got to see and a little bit of gameplay. This has cool magic. Yeah, well. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) There was like one thing in that trailer that was like kind of interesting, and that was it.
0: Ghostwire Tokyo was as like, c plus as you could possibly yeah right like i don't know like
2: it's exactly i really game. went
0: into that game with the best of intentions and and i feel like it has a certain uh
1: you know verve to it but it's yeah. also like just i don't know your opinion of that game from start to finish was like just a straight decline like you started off like okay i can kind of see what this is doing and then every time i talked to you it was just like this downhill yeah slide. Yeah. yeah well because
0: it, it it uh, introduces itself well. It's like, oh, this is a little creepy. You got these moves you can do. The combat's kind of interesting. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's really it. (laughs) And it's just this stretched over 20 hours. Perfect, you know? Um, Okay. In other game delay or worse than delay news, uh, GTA 4 and Red Dead 1 remakes have been shelved uh, to favor the
2: development of Grand Theft Auto 6. And I'm happy about that that there's going to be a grand theft auto 6 at all
1: <laughs> that, that has been announced
2: i know i know i'm just happy that it's like being worked on yeah. and it's taking priority because i mean i was just about to buy grand theft auto 5 again on another console so i could play it in a different room just for yeah first world problems but i just i don't know i just love that game so much it's so good guys you gotta play it it's so good do
0: we know where the uh we don't have any clues about where six is going to take place. Like if it's another vice city or if it's in like London or I don't something, think they said anything, I haven't actually heard anything. Particularly. Yeah. I don't think they have said anything. What would you want it to be? Cause they like the last
2: one was basically New York city, right? No, the last one, GTA five was in Los Angeles. Sa- yeah. Los Angeles, which yeah. is, they did such a good job. The cities are so, such good characters of, uh, of themselves. But yeah, I don't really know. I would love to see like that vice city, like, you know,
0: neon-soaked 80s aesthetic. Like, I think that would be so cool with, like, modern graphics and
2: all that. That would I don't, be I, fun. I don't know if they'd do it again, but, like, you know, mm-hmm. who knows. As of April 2nd, 2022, uh, Dexterto.com says that. Yeah, Dex, dexterto is, um, is adding a new U.S. city, like a brand new U.S. city. So they're not going to New York. They're not going to be doing uh, L.A., um, but oh, my vice Vi city was remember. Miami. Yeah, I, yeah. Wait, what's that? Vice city it was Miami. Yeah,
0: the last one that I heard of was that it was going to be some Florida thing. Another
2: Florida thing. Yeah, with like you know, like Miami? a like a bumpkin Florida. Oh, oh, like Louisiana, like a like a New Or New Orleans maybe. That would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Wasn't that... Wasn't that that Red Dead? Well, New Orleans is... Uh, Sort of, kind of. There was Mm. another game. Mafia? Mafia 3 happens in New Orleans, I think. Or wasn't there like a... I remember being at E3 and New Orleans... Trumpet players with like a casket were walking through. This is also Louisiana, It's not Florida, but no, it's I know. Yeah. But you said like like yeah. Southern, yeah, like the yeah. um, like moss swamp areas. Yeah, alligators. I was gonna say oh,
1: LA Noir. I was like, wait a second.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that <laughs> game was so ahead of its time and yeah. so
0: like I I can't play that game I, anymore. I but did like,
2: buy that game for the PlayStation Five because it was out, no, I didn't buy it. I think it was on PlayStation Plus or something for free. And I downloaded that or something. Just You know those why isn't that soundtrack on vinyl? I think it is. Anyway. You
1: know those old It's like old cartoons where they would sometimes have like that 2D cartoon, but they'd cut out the mouth and just be human mouth talking. That's what it looks like. That's what L.A. Noir looks like (laughs) like uncanny valley territory right now. And what's funny is like at a time we were like, whoa, yeah,
0: that's
2: the guy from Mad Men.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're trying so hard. The mouth was way ahead of its time. Like the rest of the face and body was not really there.
2: But what a good idea to try to make emotions through mocap, like mocap on faces and then you being a detective trying to decipher those emotions as being truthful or lying like what's funny it's is like, a cool idea it's a cool really, idea it's really like some of them are so subtle like you can't see what's going on
0: and then other ones are like so <laughs> yeah. obvious i always got a wrong yeah. murder what's that all about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't <laughs>
1: <laughs> they don't blink it they just stare and it like, always yeah. that always pissed me off though because they like they look to the left and look shifty i'm like I got you. Yeah, you're lying. Right. And he's like, Nope, not lying. Yeah. Like, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you said the eyes left. <laughs> and then left. I
2: love I love the meme when they were like open up the book and everybody was like, Yo, are you drawing these? Like are you you're just pencil sketching these perfect like renditions of people's faces. It's anyway. Uh,
0: okay. Moving on. Let's go into some rumor news. Have Rumors. you guys heard about the rumor that a new switch
2: is on route? A new Switch? I did hear about that. And wasn't it? I mean, they did come out with, like, a Splatoon version, right? So the Splatoon version was announced today,
0: which looks kind of cool. It's eh. a, little, a little, little much. Dumb. I wouldn't get it. stupid. But, you know, for those that are th- really obsessed with Splatoon. That's Don't Splatoon buy that. Fun. I do like hearing the Splatoon music, though. I liked watching that trailer because I was like, I'm going to play that game. I do
2: like the Splatoon music, though, I will say. Na-na-na. Yeah, right. It's like, like, I'm into it. It's, like, know? weirdly urban and cityish, and, like, it's kind of cool, and it's kind of like it, but it's got this weird, like... Squishy noises in the background. It's I don't know.
0: It's funny because it's like Splatoon. I just, you know what it is. I feel like it made such a good impression on me on the Wii U. Yeah. That like now it's almost like there's like a certain like month or two of my life that just gets absorbed by Splatoon, and then it goes away forever. And it's like <laughs> right. I just, I just kind of look forward to that month where I'm like. I'm just going to be so about Splatoon and that's all I'm going to want to play and I'm just going to really play are going to it talk up. about. That's all we'll hear
2: about. And it's going to be great. And then something else comes and we'll out and then it's over. And then we'll dive into it all or we'll spend the money and then we'll be like, yeah, okay, fine, we'll play this game. And then we're like disappointed. Yep.
0: I, mean, I, I like to, uh, you know, I feel like that's a compliment to
2: my you know, persuasive you You like to try skills. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you persuade your friends into buying
1: things. Yeah, but anyway, so this new... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say the Switch is... Like, some would say long overdue for an update. It's long in the tooth at this
0: point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the the Switch Pro or what have you has been rumored for a long time. So just to give the context of this rumor, uh, the guy who actually teased out that there was going to be a a Splatoon version of the Switch and was right also said that this Switch Pro was uh, potentially going to be announced. uh, It's either, like this month or september. And I think the reason why they're saying september is cuz that was that aligned with a release date from a previous switch, like I think the Switch Lite or something came out in september. Um yeah. I think that's right. Do we think of Switch and, Pro sorry. No, and and just the one other the one other piece of this that helped substantiate this uh rumor and I did check this before the podcast so I know that it's true is that Nintendo actually took down the release trailers for the Switch Lite and the Switch OLED like those videos don't exist on their YouTube channel anymore. Uh, they're prepping. Exactly because you, the, the concept is could it be mixed messaging? Yeah, You know what I mean? Like if you search like Nintendo Switch trailer or something yeah you're probably gonna get a insane amount of incorrect results but if you're trying to advertise the console itself i feel like having one unified thing i mean they learned a their the lesson with
2: the wii u when they realized that people thought that the wii u was just an add-on to the wii and they were like i don't understand what are you talking about that's right and then they were like okay so we learned from that let's call our new ds the 3ds and then then the new 3ds excel and so silly. it sounds
1: like they're gonna go the, my guts, and I think what everyone is thinking is that it, this is going to be a Switch Pro or some kind of a naming convention that uses Switch. This is not going to be some kind of a generational leap where they change the name and it's like a brand new console. No, I yeah. can only imagine it would be a Pro. Right? In fact,
2: I, yeah. I It mean, doesn't, mean, doesn't feel right. I'm not ready to have a new Switch or a new console out. If I was to be honest with you, I feel like I haven't gotten my full use out of the Switch OLED yet.
0: I mean, it's been five years. I know, right? Oh, not since the OLED, but like the Switch has been out for a long time. And it Um,
1: is a dated piece of hardware. For
0: sure. Now, the interesting part of this is Nintendo has never really been... uh, In my opinion, I don't think they've ever really been successful at this like mid-generation upgrade because it's like how do you really market it? Because okay, so we look at the 3DS, right? And then they get the new 3DS that has the C stick and all this other sort of stuff. And they're the only way that they were able to essentially utilize the extra horsepower was by releasing games exclusive to that version of the system. Yeah. So now you've split your audience, right? If you want to play Xenoblade Chronicles on your 3DS, you can only do it on a new 3DS. You want to play Majora's Mask? Only on the new one, you know? So I'm not like. Do you think that they would do that same thing? Because even if they were to show hmm. like comparison footage, I can't imagine they'd want to show comparison footage because it's saying, "Hey, if you play Hyrule Warriors or uh, Fire Emblem Warriors on your old Switch, it's going to look shitty like this and have a 20 frames per second, uh, you know, that's a type good. of
2: experience. But on the new Nintendo Switch, it's going to look great." You know, that is a that is a definite. Yeah, you're right. That is a problem. Like, hmm. like how do they compare against themselves? Well, you know? the, it's it's not a good look. Will the cartridge have both games available? Like, like what would you be getting with the new Pro? Like, would it be a 4K? And does that mean like after you buy, let's say, uh, let's say you have Zelda Breath of the Wild, like does it come with a like a 4K downloadable content for free that you need to be signed into? Well, it? you could just,
1: I mean, like the PlayStation, like Xbox and PlayStation have had mid mid upgrades too, like. Couldn't they just do the same thing where they? But would you be making release games for a while on both?
0: I'm just saying historically, it, it, Nintendo hasn't really like they've they've kind of just had these ad hoc solutions for it. So I I would be curious to see how they handle this. Like, would they even call it like a Switch Two? And now there are Switch Two games. Yeah. But you can also, but it's backwards compatible with the Switch One. You know what
2: I mean? Like, yeah. I, I they don't would know. have to have all their new games have like if it was 4K. Let's say it was, then all the new games would be like you know a 4k version of it and then if it detects that it's a regular one then but that's they're, doing double work they're the gonna do something weird like, yeah
1: you can you can get your switch pro right and it's it's more powerful or you can get an upgrade dock where you can put your old one in and it becomes a switch too or a switch pro that would be interesting then you just sell the dock yeah then you just sell the dock and then you can upgrade it like that or you can buy a completely new one and God. it has new features and shit yeah i do the latter still I'm just saying, like, they're gonna, like there's going to be something weird that only they thought of, and it's not a great solution, but it's an interesting one. It's that like no a one weird band aid, but it's a premium band aid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. it's gonna be weird. Do you yeah. think the Nintendo's like, how do we get each household to have three switches
0: now? Dude, I already
1: <laughs> have three. We have three switches in my household right now. Yeah, like they, they all link together in some kind of a.
0: Then they release Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> <You're right>. New, <laughs>
1: finally, that's all I want. Yeah.
0: So, there is an hd version of that game
2: i know but i heard it was bad
1: so it I didn't is buy bad it. there's no crossplay. yeah you just and there's no local
2: yeah that's so dumb
1: it's stupid you just right. can't guess what nintendo's gonna do we yeah. all try yeah they always do something weird they always do do
0: something weird yeah it's a uh it's an interesting thing but it is this is the most substantiated rumor that's come out about this in a in a long time so
1: who knows yeah, yeah who knows? just want more power Show me grass. Show me nicer grass. (laughs) Give me a tree that looks like a tree. Come Come on. on. All right, guys.
0: Well, I think that does it for our news this week. It was fun going through all the data. Yeah. It was fun uh, talking about games and going through the game news as well. Uh, We will be back next week, next Wednesday, right back here on Mm -hmm. anchor.fm slash critrate. Find us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting platforms. We will be there. In the meantime, you should check out Crit dash rate.com <laughs> uh, create your profile find your gamer house and rate a couple of games you'll hear about uh, more games and more data on the podcast each week and until then I've been Justin Skirbo thank you Justin and thank you Alex I'm still Alex I was Justin oh, ciao man. second time I kicked the mic and thank you audience we'll see you on the next one bye everybody Goodbye. bye